Welcome back to episode three of Straight Talk Recovery with Raymond Moore and Adam Costi. I'm Adam, and my partner here is Ray. And today, <laughs> and today is following up on our last session. We kind of segued into relationships. So uh, today, that's where we're going to start off. And so we have a relationship ourselves, me and Ray. And that's how this podcast all got started. So that, that's our segue, right? Take it from there. Yeah. T- talk about another hot topic. I have a <laughs> feeling already that, you know, this is definitely going to be probably, and I think I'm being a little bit of an optimist here, but one of the most listened to uh, sessions that we do have, because, you know, anytime I give the population of people I work with a, an opportunity to uh, dive into an open topic. It's always about relationships. It always falls back to relationships. Um, and, and when we say that uh, relationships, we mean all types of relationships, not just intimate ones, say with a significant other, but with our kids, how we actually get along in relationships um, and difficulties or challenges we may have within those relationships. So uh, I think this one will definitely be a good one and, and probably eye opening for a lot of people. Right. Because again, like Ray was saying, is we are involved every single day in the multitude of relationships, whether we recognize it or not. And that's the important part for so many of us uh, that we and the people we work with. They take a look at relationship only as the intimate relationships, the ones they have with a spouse or a family member. Yet the relationships we have with coworkers, with friends, with people, uh, acquaintances, uh, clubs, groups we belong to. Those are all different types of relationships. And how we perceive those relationships really has a huge part on how we react to other people. And it affects us in other relationships as well. So in our last podcast, we talked about how we may have had a bad day or and then it affects our relationship at home. Well, how we interact with someone, say, at work and the relationship we have there can then in turn affect the relationships we have elsewhere. Right. Yeah, it, 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 one of the key points I, I want to look at right off the bat is is understanding what a relationship actually is. So right. I, I know a lot of times relationships are one of those things that we're just kind of inherently supposed to know about that. It just, you know, we just kind of go through life and, you know, we don't really learn it. We do obviously learn it, uh, but we learn it more so from modeling and, and what mm. we see around us. We don't necessarily, and I always say this to, to, to my groups is that, you know, how many of you remember learning about relationships in school, that particular course where they taught you how to actually be in a relationship, how to engage with people? It, it really doesn't happen. It's something that happens through the process of of play and, and through development, but it's mm-hmm. never actually taught the important things about a relationship. So when I ask people what a relationship is, they always say the same thing. Well, you know, it's it's being in uh, being with somebody you can trust. And they start to name off the qualities of a healthy relationship, not really what a relationship is. So a relationship right. is a connection between one or uh, there's one or more people. So there's other definitions too. There's a scientific kind of definition for it as well. <clears throat> but, but nevertheless, the, the one we work with is basically one key word that holds everything together and it's connection. 
right? So although you may be in a relationship and know what a relationship is, it's important to really define what it actually means. And mm-hmm. and thank you, Adam. And, and I'm definitely one that's very myopic with when I'm talking about relationships, always about significant others and directly correlated to kids and, mm-hmm. you know, leave out those relationships that you have with others around. I mean, you're a dear friend to me. And, you know, I definitely, I'm definitely in a relationship with you. I have that right. connection with you. Um, but when I talk about relationships, I'm typically talking about uh, more intimate relationships, say with, with kids or a significant other, but it's important to understand the overall meaning of what a relationship is because it's it's just important to know that and many people don't know that and it's okay not to know that i think that's a big thing too because a lot of people feel silly when i'm Hmm. asking people in their 40s or 50s or or even older do you guys actually know what a relationship is Mm -hmm. they all seem confused kind of like well yeah i've been in many of them but not actually understand what it means to be in a relationship and that these wonderful qualities that come in a relationship are, are not automatic. Right. Right. Exactly. And you, you're bang on there with qualities, right? Because it's amazing how many times I've worked with a person and I've asked them, okay, so what's your relationship like? Then they describe, you know, th- this and that, like you said, different qualities. And I ask, well, what's a good relationship look like? And how often do they get stumped and they sit there? uh, Well, I don't know. Well, if you don't know what a good relationship looks like, how do you know what kind of relationship you have? Exactly. Right. And so is your relationship good in your eyes? And a lot of times, you know, uh, it's amazing what I hear all the time is, you know, oh, the relationship started off so good, so well, sorry, is what I should have said. And that, you know, then is what they're measuring it for. So they're looking at that first, you know, say dating. That's a famous one. Couples are dating. They just first start dating. Well, guess what? You're putting on a persona for the person. That's not necessarily the real you. And all of a sudden, as they get to know the real you, well, the relationship was so great in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and it changed. Well, how did it change? Who became, you know, did you become authentic? And then all of a sudden you realize, Oh, wait a second. That's not what I was not showing the real me or they weren't showing the real me. Uh, Can I challenge that for a second? This is awesome. I don't think we've done this yet. So, and that is most often what what I hear in my groups. And that's what a lot of people say is that we typically, when we get into those type of relationships, we're not coming with the real us. Mm -hmm. And I don't always believe that. I I, I believe a lot of times, and I believe it to be true in many cases. I do believe that people, you know, purposely kind of try to project this image of somebody else Mm -hmm. and it's not really them. But I also believe that a lot of times when we first meet people and we connect and we make these relationships with people, we are the best versions of ourselves. And and I'll explain, Mm, I'll explain kind of what that means when we go on. So, and I'm, I I think just to be able to articulate this for the listeners uh, more clearly is that uh, I'll make this personal. So when I look at first, when I first got with my, my wife, I did a lot of things different than say what I would do now, (laughs) What, what I would do now. Um, number one being, and, and those that know me know I go on about this all the time, is 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 listened. So when I first met her and she was talking, I I had this remarkable remarkable ability to listen, to fully understand 
who this person was that was sitting in front of me without judgment, without resentment, without Mm -hmm. any of those things that kind of come along later. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel what happens is, is it's very reciprocated. A lot of times at the beginning of the relationship, there's this genuine desire to express and be vulnerable and to open up and so on and so on. And I think at some point we lose that. Mm. Right. And in a lot of these relationships, I feel like that at some point we may stop listening to each other. We start Mm -hmm. doing things like fortune telling. Mm -hmm. We start doing things like, well, I know I know you or even think ahead of time. I know what you're thinking or I know what you're feeling. And in many cases, I know you better than you know yourself. And and so many people actually use those words, which is (laughs) unbelievable. Uh, The most guilty ones are the ones that have been married for some time that really believe that because time it has been on their side that therefore they know the other person when in reality we're changing daily every single day um to some extent we're changing although we especially during covid it may feel like groundhog day every day every day that we wake up we're a different version of ourselves exactly right so i think for a lot of people early on is we lose the very beautiful and pure part about being in a relationship with somebody when we're not interfering that relationship with past resentments, frustration, um, preconceived notions, fortune telling, all of that stuff. We're we're going in very, um, I don't know how to describe it, just just very clean at the beginning. So I, I think a lot of times, and this is why I tell people a lot of times to go back to the beginning. You know, back to the beginning where, you know, when I first went out with my wife, like I splashed on some cologne, took care of my hair, wore my best (laughs) outfit, right? And then a year later, I'm wearing my lucky track pants that have a hole in the the back and I'm splashing some aqua velva on myself, right? So like the the effort or the um, desire, and I know a lot of people refer to it as honeymoon stage, and I think really that's just a cop out. I, I think that's really just, you know, this invisible reason to stop actually trying but but i think for a lot of people it is is they lose track of of what makes the relationship beautiful and that and that's everything that kind of happened at the beginning right and and it's also amazing what when we talk to a couple when i speak to a couple about you know what attracted them to each other what were the qualities they liked in the beginning and it's amazing how those same same qualities are um things that the person did back then was attractive yet now all of a sudden it's the bane of their existence right (laughs) so the person you know you know i I will talk about myself you know is i'm a very spontaneous person right Mm -hmm. and that was really really great but you know over the years at times you know it's like okay hold on we need to plan a little bit more and for that it's like there's a place for spontaneity but then there's you know you can take it too far and so what happens is, is the same things that we fell in love is what I hear all the time with that person. You know, these, these are the qualities I love. Well, these are also now the ones that are annoying me. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> why? What's changed? Did the other person change or did you change your expectations? Did you change saying, oh, this is great in the moment, but this is what I want the person to become like. Are yeah. we trying to change someone? All right. And, you know, it's, we can't make another person change, right? It is what we try to tell The other person has to be the one, if they want, they're going to change that, that has to be an actual effort on their part. 
us spending time on the other person is a waste of effort. If we want to focus on someone, we focus on the changes we want to make with ourselves in the, rela- in the relationship. But at the same time, we need to keep in mind that we are in a relationship. And that as a relationship, okay, so if I want to change, how's that going to affect the relationship? Can, you know, so all of a sudden it's like, you know what, I want to be doing this more often or whatever, but I don't take into account, you know, the, the, uh, the person I'm with at the time or my spouse, my wife, my husband, whatever the case may be, how it's going to affect them and just do it. Well, obviously it's going to have a, a detriment to the relationship. I agree. And and I think it's kind of cool, the dynamic of this, me yeah. and you being in a relationship, yeah. and we're seeing this in different ways, but all, but ultimately it boils down to the same thing, is yeah. that as as the days go on, um, we grow. Yep. And, and I think you just very clearly, um, I'm talking about kind of going more back to the basic fundamentals of the group, but you're talking about the evolution of the relationship exactly. too. And the, and the fact that every day um, we're going to change. And as the years go on, we, we are going to change. And I think for a successful relationship to work, it's being in tuned with that, right? Yeah. It, it's being um, okay with the fact that, you know what, maybe it's not what it's going to be like before, but maybe it could be something similar now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, maybe those, maybe those days of, you know, um, doing things a certain way then mm-hmm. um, are, are gone and that's perfectly okay. I, I, I think the whole idea is to be in tuned with each other, right? right. And not, and not to, and I, I think I really beat this to death cause I'm really, really bad at this personally, <laughs> but, but I do the whole, um, Almost like I know the situation ahead of time and and feel that because I know my partner so well that um, uh. <laughs> it yeah I love your reaction it's kind of like oh you silly silly man right <laughs> and 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 that's the the case and I, I know personally for me uh, one thing I really really been looking at uh, for the last while is is exactly that is is kind of really understanding where the other person is at so it's it is important to do that work and and really look at. Um, your side of things, but it's also important to have that conversation and that dialogue of of you know what is important. You know, mm-hmm. I I used to be spontaneous then, and in my situation, it's the opposite. My my wife is the most spontaneous human being I ever met, and me, I need you know seven days notice for everything that I do. So um, we've kind of learned to find this this beautiful balance in between, right. where. Um, we both kind of appreciate that about each other. And mm-hmm. I know it used to drive me nuts kind of at the beginning, but um, it's definitely something we appreciate that much more mm-hmm. about each other now. So I, I think you bring up an excellent yeah. point that kind of allow yourself to evolve within the relationship. Right. And I, and while you were speaking there, something came to my mind is going back to even our last segment, we were talking about anger emotions. And I think that that's a big part of, relationship is the emotions and what i have seen with so many couples that i've worked in when i've been doing family therapy uh couples counseling is one of the things that keeps coming up over and over again is he, he or she used to tell me everything i used to know what they were feeling or whatever now there's a, you know there's that like you said the assumption that you know the person enough that you know what they're feeling in that moment that may not be the case, but the question is, do they know what you're feeling? So you're, you're, you're making assumptions that they know that, that you know what they are, but have you told them what you're feeling? And so we, we talked about leading by example. We talked about 
uh, and this is a big part of it, is that if you expect your partner to open up to you, well, you need to be able to open up to them as well. And talking about your emotions, understanding what you're feeling and sharing that is, is so important. I know in my personal life, every time that I go away from that, it's always the most difficult time in my relationship. As soon as I start opening up to my my wife about what I'm feeling, whether I'm anxious, whether whatever's going on, that's when we feel the closest. That's when we feel that our relationship is growing in a good way. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm surprised we're about 16 minutes into the podcast or, or yeah. around there. We haven't mentioned the word communication. Yeah. And, and I, I know the vast majority of time when I'm talking to people, they always say the same thing. The problem with my relationship, it's communication. They don't actually, what they mean by that is that when I talk, nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what they, they, they feel like. It's yeah. like, if only my partner would just understand me, therefore everything would be better. And that's really when we really start getting into the, are you really listening to what your partner has to say? Mm -hmm. And are you just like you said, are you being assertive with what is it, what it is that's happening for you? And very rarely does that happen that you're actually having that, that sit down with, with the person in front of you and clearly and calmly speaking about what's actually bothering you mm -hmm. about the relationship or, um, to actually have those real authentic, intimate conversations mm -hmm. that actually lead to change. Yes. Instead, we sit there angry, frustrated, resentful, and say, you know, the person doesn't listen or they, if only they were this way, things would be better. And both parties sit with that perspective. And if both parties are sitting with that perspective, things are clearly not going to get better. Right. So how to change that is, is exactly that. Talk about what's happening. And in treatment, we beat this to death is we use the I statements, yes. right? is don't say, you know, you used to look at me in a different way. Say in that moment, you know, I feel um, undesired, mm -hmm. right? And your response from the other person will definitely be a much more gentler um, response than saying, well, you don't make me feel sexy anymore. Then it kind of becomes an attack. And there's this automatic response that we have in our brains to defend, right? right? Like, well, what, what do you mean me? Well, you're the one that's eating, you know, a triple cheese pizza and not taking care of yourself, blah, blah, blah. And then you end up fighting forever. Right. Um, rather than simply just opening up and actually talking about what's, what, what's actually going on for you. Right. right. And again, and you know, that goes, you know, that goes perfectly with reflective listening as well is there's the expectation just because, you know, you say something, you know, really it's helpful for the other person to turn around and reflect it back to you. So you understand that, that they do get what you're saying, because so often I'll be talking uh, with someone asking, well, they never l listen to me or I keep telling them what I'm feeling, but they don't get it. And I said, Oh, well, how are you telling them? And I said, well, I say it over and over and over again. <laughs> and, and you know, and that's where I, you know, I tell them, I said, listen, you know, the first time they hear you, the second time they may hear by the third time, they're not listening anymore because it's just, yeah. it's, they just feel like it's just a repetitive nature. That's why it, with couples, with any type of relationship, there's give and take on both sides. Both people have to work on a relationship. It can't be one sided. So if one person's using the I statements, the other one, you know, once they hear what the person say, if they can use reflective listening, which is, oh, I hear you say this, you know, and, and then the, the other person knows, hey, I've been heard. They know what it is. And if the person says, I don't really get what you're saying. Well, now it's on to you to try to explain it again, but not using the exact same words. Try to come from a different angle. Try to, you, you know, a uh, different perspective.
Yeah, and it, it's it's important, and I mean that I think we go back to last session too when I, I we talked about kind of the idea of checking in with yourself is is make sure in the moment, and and I know for a lot of people they get really sidetracked with listening because mm. there's typically an emotion or a feeling that often comes with certain topics that many people like to call triggers um, that at times prevent people from doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what we're talking about is very. <laughs> easy and and you know um, easier said than done the listeners are probably like oh wow well, you don't think i've tried that before but the reality is is the reason why it's so tough it's because you're likely walking into it with an emotion exactly. right so uh if you're walking into uh, a situation and you already are experiencing an emotion or having a feeling that you're not going to be heard or not or um you're resentful or whatever it may be you're not going to receive the message and i, I think that's where people get very, very confused is that, you know, there really is a, a difference between hearing somebody and listening to somebody. Yes. And, and the difference is, is that when you listen to somebody, you get a message. And a lot of times that message doesn't come through the other person's ability to articulate words mm-hmm. or, um, or how they put a sentence together. At times you may see a message that goes beyond the words. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you may see the emotion that's actually happening for the other person. Nagging is a great example. And I love how you said, well, I just keep saying it over and over and over again. And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, my significant other, all they do is nag, nag, nag. And they say the same things over and over again. Children as well. Yep. Like they, they just repeat the same things over and over again. Uh, a lot of times it's because there's actually something happening behind the nagging. Nagging. It's not that the person nagging thinks that you um, are having a hard time understanding or you're not bright enough to get the message they're saying the same thing over and over again but the message is not getting through Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's not on the person that's nagging to fully understand it's the person on the opposite side to really understand well wait a minute you keep saying the same things over and over again what else could be happening here Mm -hmm. and i think when you're actually able to do that and as tough as this may sound detach yourself from emotion detach yourself from the fact that you just see it as being nagging and actually ask yourself what actually is happening here like emotionally what what's what's going on behind Mm -hmm. all of this and i think a lot of times you will find a message that you never anticipated actually finding Mm -hmm. when you stop and listen and and i do want to focus in on the kids because they're the worst, mm-hmm. right? Um, as a lot of times they'll say the same thing over and over again or pound their fists over and over again. And if you're only looking at the action of the the fist pounding or the um, the shouting or whatever, you're not going to get to the true nature of what's actually happening. Right. So if you look beyond that and you look at the child, I mean, a great example, I opened up our last anger management session by talking about online schooling right (laughs) and i know i got very frustrated the kids one kid was glue in their arm the other kid was falling asleep the other kid was was playing with the dog and i i got i got frustrated got upset school's important you should take it seriously um but didn't really stop to really look at okay well what's happening behind yeah. this right i mean they're not around their friends i mean online schooling i mean at least in my opinion has been not the most successful way of, of, of teaching kids um but you know there's other things happening behind what they're saying mm-hmm. and what it is they're doing and if you want a good relationship you have to learn the skill right. again the skill of actually looking beyond what is being said right right so what you said there, yeah, it has it, bang on is the skills. Uh, I'm going to bring it back up to a more adult relationship, uh, but it works for kid children as well is how often, you know, so Ray, you yourself, how often do you ask your partner, what do you need from me right in this moment? Right. What, you know, 
guilty. Yeah, exactly. We all <laughs> and we all are. I am absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll hear them. You know, you know, some, and my wife talking to me, and it'll be okay. You know what? I'm just going to listen. And then you get the well. Are you really paying attention? Well, okay. No, re- you know, I'm trying to be attentive, and I realize. I got to make sure there's some feedback there so she understands that I get it, right? So, you know, asking that what the person needs. And there's a difference between needs and wants. That's a whole other topic that we we can definitely get into. But asking, you know, what do you need from me right this moment? What can I do for you right this moment? That goes a long way in a relationship, right? Because it it shows that not only you you listening and you you know you may not even understand what they want right in that moment or need from you but you're asking them because it gives you gives them the idea that, that they know that you care that you know that you're invested because really when you're invested right you you want to be there for that person yeah and and I think you'll magically see mm-hmm. the nagging disappear mm-hmm. If you try that, like right. if you really go after that need and, and be there, I think you'll see that nagging that drives you crazy so much mm-hmm. it will tend to disappear because the message has been received mm-hmm. and the need to to repetitively say the same thing over and over again is gone. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Exactly. So, so we, we've been talking for a while here, so we're coming near the end here. And so I just want to uh, give it a... Uh, audience a idea of what you know may be coming forward so this has opened up so many topics of possibility for us and i think we'll continue on the, the larger aspect of relationships going forward and maybe talk more about you know the what it looks like when it falls apart you know the fair fighting rules and things along those lines of uh, skills that they can learn so we're going to continue talking in that direction next time in our session so uh and codependency as well for sure exactly so those are upcoming topics that you're going to hear in our uh, next few uh podcasts so again this is adam costive and raymond moore with straight Talk Recovery, reminding you, keep talking. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.